In the name of Jesus, welcome. Uh, I'm Pastor John Michael Barrick. Uh, happy to be here uh, in, in the, the stead uh, of your Pastor Peterson. I can give you two updates to my little biography that's printed before you. One is I just celebrated my 25th anniversary of my ordination on All Saints Day. And secondly, I recently signed a contract to be care pastor uh, uh, for Vashon Island Lutheran Church. So um, uh, next week I'll be catching a ferry uh, to the island. And uh, the good news is WISDOT uh, recognizes that the Vashon ferries run late 60% of the time, <laughs> but they want to cut it down to just 50% of the time. So. Very understanding folks there. <laughs> At this time, I invite you to uh, rise as you're able in body or spirit. grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. Lord have mercy. For 
for the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the Church of God, and for the unity of all. Let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. is the feast of victory for our God. Alleluia. be with you. Let us pray. Righteous and merciful God, the earth and all its peoples belong to you, and you give us all that we have. Inspire us to serve you by helping and caring for others, and prepare us for the joy of the day of your coming. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Amen. The first reading today is from Zephaniah, the first chapter. Zephaniah, like the prophet Amos in last week's first reading, presents the day of the Lord as one of judgment and wrath. Descriptions of the last day in the New Testament include details taken from the Old Testament accounts of the day of the Lord. A reading from the book of Zephaniah. 
Be silent before the Lord God, for the day of the Lord is at hand. The Lord has prepared a sacrifice. He has consecrated his guests. At that time, I will search Jerusalem with lamps, and I will punish the people who rest complacently on their dregs, who say in their hearts, the Lord will not do good, nor will he do harm. Their wealth shall be plundered and their houses laid waste. Though they build houses, they shall not inhabit them. Though they plant vineyards, they shall not drink wine from them. The great day of the Lord is near, near, and hastening fast. The sound of the day of the Lord is bitter. The warrior cries aloud there. That day will be a day of wrath, a day of distress and anguish, a day of ruin and devastation, a day of darkness and gloom, a day of clouds and thick darkness, a day of trumpet blast and battle cry against the fortified cities and against the lofty battlements. I will bring such distress upon people that they shall walk like the blind because they have sinned against the Lord. Their blood shall be poured out like dust and their flesh like dung. Neither their silver nor their gold will be able to save them on the day of the Lord's wrath. In the fire of his passion, the whole earth shall be consumed for a full and terrible end, he will make all the inhabitants of earth. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. Join me in the responsive reading of the Psalms, uh, Psalm 90, printed in your bulletin. Lord, you have been my refuge from one generation to another. Before you turn us back to the dust and say, Turn back, O children of earth. You sweep away like a dream, they fade away suddenly like the grass. In the evening, it is dried up. <laughs> For we are consumed by your anger. We are afraid because of your wrath. Our iniquities you have set before you, and our secret sins in the light of your conscience. So teach us number our days that we, we may apply our hearts to wisdom. The second reading comes from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Though we do not know and cannot calculate the day of Christ's return, we live faithfully in here and now as we anticipate the day when we will be given eternal salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, 
A reading from the letter to the Thessalonians. Now concerning the times and seasons, brothers and sisters, you do not need to have anything written to you, for you yourselves know very well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. When they say, there is peace and security, then sudden destruction will come upon them as labor pains come upon a pregnant woman and there will be no escape. But you, beloved, are not in darkness for that day to surprise, that day to surprise you like a thief. For you are all children of light and children of the day. We are not of the night or of darkness. So then let us not fall asleep as others do, but let us keep awake and be sober. For those who sleep at night and those who are drunk get drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober and put on the breastplate of faith and love and for a helmet, the hope of salvation. For God has destined us not for wrath, but for obtaining salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ who died for us, so that whether we are awake or asleep, we may live with him. Therefore, encourage one another and build up each other as indeed you are doing. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. Please stand. You have the words of eternal life. Alleluia. The Holy Gospel according to Matthew, the 25th chapter. Glory, Glory to you, Lord. Jesus said to the disciples, For it is, it is as if a man going on a journey, summoned his slaves and entrusted his property to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one. To each according to his ability. And then he went away. The one who had received the five talents went off at once and traded with them and made five more talents. In the same way, the one who had two talents made two more talents. But the one who had received the one talent went off and dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those slaves came and settled accounts with them. And then the one who had received the five talents came forward bringing five more talents, saying, Master, you handed over to me five talents. See, I have made five more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and trustworthy slave. You have, who, you have been trustworthy in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. And the one with the two talents also came forward saying, Master, you handed over to me two talents. See, I have made 
two more talents. His master said to him, well done, good and trustworthy slave. You have been trustworthy in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. And then the one who had received the one talent also came forward saying, Master, I, I knew that you were a harsh man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you did not scatter seed. So I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here, you have what is yours. But his master replied, You wicked and lazy slave. You knew, did you, that I reap where I did not sow and gather where I did not scatter? Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers. And on my return, I would have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to the one with the ten talents. For to all those who have, more will be given and they will have an abundance. But for those who have nothing, even what they have will be taken away. And as for this worthless slave, throw him into the outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you. Uh, oftentimes, in such a challenging reading like that, I say these are the words of Jesus. It's hard to hear the gospel, so. That's why I'm here. So Jesus speaks another parable today. Uh, Jesus has been speaking in parables about just about every Sunday this autumn. And as with the others, it's important for us not to rush into interpreting the story before understanding it on its own terms. You see, uh, Jesus creates little worlds in these parables to help us understand his teaching and ultimately what life looks like when God is present. Why, even folks who study language speak in terms of semantic domains or worlds of words. For example, when you're in the kitchen this Thursday, that warm little world contains words particular to its domain. And when I was growing up, that little warm world of the kitchen was my grandma's domain. Baster. Roasting pan. 
rack, meat thermometer, giblets, gravy. Need I go on? Jesus here uses the language of commerce. So think Wall Street and the 1% and the 99%. Sorry. But the man going on a journey is very rich aristocrat with vast property and he staffs his estates and affairs with slaves. And the sums with which they are entrusted are very considerable. A poor person could live at subsistence level for 15 years on just one talent. And the three slaves differ in status according to their already proven competence in business dealings, and so the sums entrusted to them vary. The arrangement is a, a kind of investment on the master's part, and of course he expects a return for his money. And for the servants, it's an important chance to prove themselves and advance. This, this is a situation in which they can succeed or fail. So they have much to win or lose. The master's confidence in the first two proves justified and they're rewarded with further responsibilities. They're invited to enter into the joy of the master. It's his homecoming celebration, now made all the merrier for the appreciable profits the servants have made for him since he went away. In entrusting the third servant with only one talent, the master has already judged his business acumen less developed, less reliable than that of the others. However, his failure lies not in being no good at business, but in, in not even trying. He did what was generally regarded as the safest thing to do with money. He stuffed it under his mattress. Was he fearful, ignorant, or really just lazy, as the master suggests? But by not taking a risk, he took the one sure way to lose. My dear friends in Christ, this is not a cynical comment on the unfairness of life. The rich get richer and the poor get poorer. But rather, the logic of financial investment is revealed here. 
To the one who has made a profit, more will be entrusted. Their portfolio grows. But from the one who has not, even the initial loan will be taken back. So Jesus' parable compares the business of life in the service of God to the business of commerce. And it compares the use of all that God has given, all that we have, all who we are in God's service with the use of a financial loan in order to make a profit for the investor. Now the reason the master is furious with the third servant is that for for business persons, the whole point of money is to be used and spent and circulated in order to make more money. Money merely hoarded might just as well be thrown away. What God has given to you and what God has given me ourselves, our lives, our faith, our abilities, our gifts, our possessions, all of those things are given to us in order to be used and spent and put into circulation. Our lives are to be expended in God's service becoming thereby the source of further blessings for others and for ourselves along the way. And only in that sense is God, like the rapacious investor, interested only in profit. God calls for returns on the loans made to us to try to merely preserve them is to lose them. In order to keep his talent, the servant had to risk it. And if he didn't risk it, he was bound to lose it. As I'm becoming more familiar with this congregation, I know that you've lived long enough to know that you can't really get through life by playing it safe all of the time. And that's even more true for a life lived for God. All that God gives us is given to be used and risked in new ventures for God's service. And every new step that we take in living for God is a risk. But if we stand still here on Queen Anne, paralyzed like the third servant by fear of failure, clinging to safety to what we already are and have, 
we will in fact lose what we have. So what's condemned here in this parable is the cautious defensive policy which finds its chief aim in survival, security, and self-interest. We can only keep it by risking it and going further. And every successful risk leads to being entrusted with more. Again, to be expended and used and risked. Jesus elsewhere summed it up this way. Those who want to save their life will, help me out here. Let's do that again. Those who want to save their life will lose it. And those who lose their life for my sake will find it. Those who lose their life for my sake will find it. Thanks be to God. In the name of Jesus, amen. God inspires 
God has made us children through our baptism into Christ, living together in trust and hope. Let us confess our faith. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. Invited to either sit or kneel for the prayers of the church. Let us turn our hearts to God, our breath and life, as we pray for the church, the world, and all who are in need. Gracious God, you give talents and gifts to all your people, and you equip the church to serve. Turn us from fear and self-serving ways that we may use our talents to glorify you and encourage our neighbor. God, in your mercy, hear our prayer. 
You have been our dwelling place from one generation to another. Sustain the life of the planet, protect farmlands and harvests. Direct all people in wise stewardship of all the Earth's resources. God, in your mercy, hear our prayer. You call us to honesty and integrity. Instill these values in the hearts of all nations and their leaders. Free any who are oppressed, expose all corruption, and bring redemption to victims of injustice. God, in your mercy, hear our prayer. You teach us to count our days that we may gain a wise heart. Where there is sickness or sorrow, bring healing. And where there is loneliness, reveal your love in community. God, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for the faith formation ministries in our church. Give to all children, youth, and adults who study your word the breastplate of faith and love. Shape us by your love and show us how to encourage one another. God, in your mercy, hear our prayer. For whom or what else do the people of God pray? God of loving kindness, we pray that you bless each person present here and that you accompany them in their joys and sorrows, that you endeavor, empower them with faith in the face of trials, and that you give them the spirit of goodwill towards others. We pray also for Kyle, for Barb Bash's son, Tom, for Mary, for John and his mother, for Megan's sister, Elizabeth, for Dalen, for Andrew and his family, for Charlene, for Samuel, for the family of Bill and Janet Bush, for Lisa's husband, Scott, for Bill, for Dace, for Heidi remembering her brother, Michael, for Heidi's cousin, Dennis, and her niece, Kathleen, for the family of Pat, Heidi, for the family of Pat, Heidi's friend, and the family of Dan, Heidi's cousin, for Matt's mother, Jeannie, for Chris, for Jackie, for the Ritchie family, for John's friend, for Pat and her sister, Donna, for Finley, Richard, Awagash, Mulligetta, Jean, Jan, Richard, Barb, Denny, Hildy, Mary, Carol, and Lisa. God, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Gracious God, you are faithful in all generations for the promise of life and rest and for the witness of those who have died in faith. We praise your goodness. God, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We offer our spoken prayers and those held in our hearts trusting in your mercy through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Amen. Please rise as you're able in body or spirit. And the peace of Christ be with you always.
please share a sign of God's love with your neighbor. Peace to you. and in all places give thanks and praise to you, almighty and merciful God, through our Savior Jesus Christ, who on this day overcame death and the grave, and by his glorious resurrection open to us the way of everlasting life. And so, with all the choirs of angels, with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending In the night when Jesus was betrayed, he took bread, broke it, gave thanks, and gave it to the disciples to eat, saying, Take, eat. This is my body given into death for you. Do this for the remembrance of me.
Again, after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave it for all to drink, saying, Take, drink, this cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you for, and for all people for the forgiveness of sins. Do this for the remembrance of me. Lord, as we prepare ourselves for this holy act of sharing, let us pray as Jesus teaches. Our Father in heaven, And if you're communing uh, in the pew uh, at this time, I invite you to take the bread and commune with me, the body of Christ. And the blood of Christ. Amen. Come and taste the joy of God. Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world. Have mercy. Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world,
body of Christ. Amen. Body of Christ. Amen. When you come into your kingdom, Jesus, remember me. When you come into your kingdom, Jesus, body of Christ. Amen. Body of Christ. Body of Christ. God bless you and keep you in his love and health. Peace on his name. Body of Christ. Body of Christ. Body of Christ. Amen. Body of Christ. When you come into your king, Jesus, remember me. The body of Christ. Amen. The body of Christ. Okay. God bless you and keep you in love and peace and health. The body of Christ. Lord Jesus, in this simple meal, you have set a banquet. Sustain us on the journey. Strengthen us to care for the least of your beloved children. And give us glad and generous hearts as we meet you on the way. Amen. You have announcements. I didn't know announcements were my job. <laughs> I'm not going to insult anyone's intelligence here. I know you have them printed in the bulletin. I will say that uh, this morning's speaker for the adult forum on Gaza was fantastic. Wow, did she share a lot of uh, history with us? But she brought it current, and obviously it's a, it's a painful, Thing. It's a horrible, terrible thing that uh, we get constant updates and we get news from so many different voices and it's uh, over overwhelming. Um, one of the hopeful things she shared with us is that there are true peace seekers all over the place, right? And, and so we need to continue to pray for them and sustain them and use the voice that we have, the voices we have, which are very influential when we begin pestering our rep representatives. So, uh, one of the other um, things, and maybe this has come your way already, but, you know, we, we have Lutheran churches over there. <laughs> we have brothers and sisters in Christ, and this year, uh, their festivities are coming way down there. They're not going to be celebrating they can't, right, in, in the Holy Land, uh, the way we have the freedom to do at this time. So uh, what they're asking of us is, you know, if, if there's something that we tone down on our end that we can redirect that energy uh, to someplace uh, positive. Lutheran World Relief is, is one of the organizations. There are more. Thank you for the beautiful flowers. That was the first thing I, I noticed when I came in 
uh, today, right? And there are some lilies in there, which are always signs of resurrection for us. Um, is there anything particular that needs to be made mention of uh, for the good of the congregation? Yes, please. Please, thank you. Good morning. Um, my name is Peggy Morgan, and I'm making this announcement on behalf of the visitation team. It is in your bulletin on page 14, but I just wanted to highlight an exciting new program, um, Opportunity for Volunteerism. As I look out at the congregation, I know there are members of our congregation who would love to be here with us, and they can't because they don't have transportation. So the visitation team has been pondering this for a while, and we've come up with a pilot program. Um, and as a pilot, this is the way it's going to work. If someone needs a ride, and if anyone you know is in that category, starting in December, please ask them to call the church office. Barb will take the information for which Sunday. She will use an online volunteer tool called Sign Up Genius to put that person's information in there. That link, which will be private, will go out in a special email every Friday from Barb with the subject line, Rides Needed. And all you have to do is look at that, and if you think you could help, you would go into Sign Up Genius and look at the person's contact information, see if they're near you, and call them and arrange a ride. So it's that simple, but of course, you know, the details will be challenging. But I just wanted to emphasize that the half dozen so people on the visitation team we're not going to be able to take care of all this need. So it's a nice opportunity if you don't want to be on a committee or go to meetings every month, just every Friday you can think, I'm going to be at church, maybe I could give this person a ride. So if you have any questions, please feel to reach out to me or to Barb. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Uh, one thing I will just note, that there is a, an ask for uh, warm clothing, men's jackets, sweaters, socks, gloves, and hats, uh, here in the, in the narthex on a regular basis. Uh, I, I grew up in Wisconsin. I spent a lot of time in Chicago. Uh, I don't turn the heat on in my apartment. <laughs> it never gets that cold, but I have the privilege of having a place. But for those who are hit by the rain and uh, the humidity, it gets chilly out on the, on, on the streets. So um, uh, give them the opportunity to layer and peel off clothing as the weather uh, goes up and down this winter season. Thank you for that in advance. Please rise as you're able for the benediction. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen.
and daily learn, refreshed, restored, that you are Lord of all, and will not let us fall. But if for careful we should find your yoke is hard to if worldly pressures fray the mind and love itself cannot unwind its tangled skein of care, in inward life prepared. We marvel Joyful virtues put to shame the casual way we wear your name and by our faults obscure your power to cleanse and in what you Adventures new, may we not cease to 